have stories of people we know or people we love who have given up so much for the benefit of others. And I'd like to share a story with you about a relative of mine. On Thursday just past, at 11 o'clock on the 11th hour, on the 11th of November, we stood silent on the high street to remember those who gave their lives fighting for a better world. In the silence, maybe we thought about someone we knew and loved who was either killed in conflict or who was deeply affected by it. On Thursday, I thought about my great-granddad, Harold, Harold Nielsen, who fought at the Battle of the Somme, recorded as the bloodiest battle fought in the trenches. He also fought at the Battle of Gallipoli, and I'm told he did not return the same man. On Thursday, I thought about Harold's son, my granddad, Donald, who lived in London through the Blitz as a child. He carried vivid memories of war-torn London, and when he would try and talk about it, he was overcome with tears. He told me about a story when he was 10. He was riding his bike and he heard a terrifying sound. And as he looked behind him, he saw a doodlebug, a V1 rocket. Apparently they sounded like a fast traveling lorry engine. Doodlebugs kept flying until they hit a target or ran out of fuel and fell from the sky. He thought it was following him. <clears throat> and he threw himself to the ground. <clears throat> Sorry. threw himself to the ground because he believed it would hit him. And as he threw himself to the ground, he watched as it flew over him and landed on a nearby house, causing complete devastation to it. Most of us have memories, stories and insights that we could share. All of us have examples of people who fight to make the world a better place today. This remembrance service is not the appropriate time for discussion on the four prominent Christian perspectives on war. Biblical non-resistance, Christian pacifism, just war and preventative war. We'll leave that for another day. This biblical text that we heard is so rich and deep and we will revisit this text in the new year with a sermon called, What Does Love Require of Me? But today I offer a brief reflection on the passage we've heard. 
There is no greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. At the beginning of the First World War, this scripture was plucked from its biblical context, and unfortunately it was used as rhetoric to persuade millions of impressionable men and servant-hearted women to willingly enter the battlefield from 1914 to 1918. I do not believe it's ever right to manipulate scripture to justify the shedding of blood, especially in the name of empire and industrial expansion. At that time in Britain, fulfilling national obligations was very important. Duty, loyalty, and obedience were demanded. Today, we acknowledge the sacrifices that countless men and women made in wars past, and we recognize the ongoing sacrifices made in modern, the modern uh, era of war. If your country needed you, would you be willing to fulfill your duty? In this pandemic situation that we've all been victim of, we recognize that many individuals, agencies and organizations have gone above and beyond what was ever expected of them as they have risen to the challenges of caring for the welfare of others in their struggles to make life more tolerable. Today, we acknowledge the sacrifice that many people in Britain are making during this situation. We think particularly of key workers and medical professionals who are continuing to fight against the immense human suffering that we've all witnessed and we've all experienced. Remembrance is a time to think of all of those who have sacrificed so much, believing that they were fighting for a better world. As people of faith in Jesus, we are fighting for a better world. I am troubled by the images and the footage of those horrific killing fields from which the poppies grew. In that war, in all war, unimaginable suffering and losses on all sides occurs. As a child growing up in the 90s, there were two prominent conflicts that stick in my mind because of the images of the distressing footage I saw on the news. They were the Rwandan genocide. and the civil war in Bosnia. I don't know why I punish myself because I find it very disturbing when I read all the things that have been documented. Again and again, our history shows that we have often placed little value on the lives of others. Where there is war, there is always casualties. And unfortunately, it's often non-combatants who pay the biggest price. How could we do that to each other? Why 
are we not learning from the past? I'll be honest with you. I look at war and see it as a complete failure. A failure to truly accept and love each other the way that Jesus has required us to love each other. In our passage today, Jesus commanded his disciples to love one another as he had loved them. He has commanded you and me to love each other just as we are loved by him. The love the Father shares with the Son is the love that Jesus shares with us. There was no greater love than Jesus dying for those who loved him. But also dying for those who hated him. He died for you and for me to give us a better future, but also a better world today. A better world today. Jesus told the disciples that they had been chosen. And the good news is, so are we. You have been chosen. Jesus calls you his friend. The one significant thing that will last into eternity will be the love that we demonstrated here on earth. We mustn't forget that Jesus also requires us not only to love each other, to love our neighbour, Jesus requires us to love our enemies and to pray for them. Our countries, our communities need us to fight for a better world. Let's continue to get out of the trench, to have courage, and fight to share God's love and compassion with a world that is hurting and broken. Jesus has called us to be his partners. He has not called us to be his slaves. A slave owner would never have opened their mind to their slave. A slave had no rights, no privileges. They simply had to obey what they were told with no explanation necessary. Jesus had made us, Jesus has made us his friends. He has shared his mind and his heart with us. There is a war raging for the hearts and minds of people who don't know which way to turn in this perplexing and chaotic world. Jesus has made us partners in helping to lead the world to God. And although the fierce skirmishes persist, Christ has been victorious, overcoming death on the cross and rising again.
Jesus overcame all the ugliness that we see in the lives of others and in our own hearts. Jesus has taken all of that ugliness upon his body on the cross and he offers us forgiveness. We are forgiven through him. He holds out hope in his hands for all. He holds out hope in his hands for all. Forgiveness is ours, made possible through Jesus, who loves each and every human life. Jesus has chosen us. He's chosen you. He has chosen you. And he is sending you out to bear fruit in your fight for a better world. We've not been chosen to live a life removed from the world, uninterested, unaffected by it. No. Withdrawal from engaging with it when the bombs are falling or when the buildings are burning is entirely understandable. But we are called to take the love of Jesus into difficult situations into dangerous situations. We represent Jesus in the world amid its turbulence and chaos. To be able to fight the hatred and violence in the world, we must allow Jesus to transform us inwardly. When we allow the Holy Spirit to change our lives, we will produce Fruit, fruit that will not perish, fruit that will last. We're not sent out to argue people into the Christian faith or threaten them into it. But we're sent out in the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit enables us to show love, to show joy to show peace, to show patience, to show kindness, to show goodness, to show faithfulness, to show gentleness and self-control. We are called to tell the world of Jesus' sacrifice and his love for people every last person. We need to tell those, especially those who feel deserted in the war zone of their troubled lives, that Jesus loves them. I want the world to burn, but not with flames of hatred and fumes that harm. I want the world to burn with the fire of Jesus' love and compassion. And I want it to burn now and forever. We have been given so much. We have been given the love of God. And my encouragement to you today is to don't stop sharing it. Keep on fighting for a better world by sharing the love of God that lives inside you. Amen.
I will pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this time. This time to remember those who have gone before us, who have sacrificed so much. Lord, we thank you of your sacrifice. Thank you that your sacrifice has made us your friend. And Lord, I pray you give us courage to step out into the world, to share your love with all of those who are broken and hurting and who need you. Thank you that we can trust in you and you go with us. In Jesus' name, amen.